Hey guys. Hey there. <laughs> Do I sound like goofy? Yeah. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. So here we are with another episode for you. January again is family. So this episode is going to be related to that. Mm-hmm. But first, how was your week, Kirsten? It was good. I watched a movie in a movie theater. <laughs> How about you? What a coincidence. <laughs> I watched a movie in a movie theater as well. Which theater did you go to? AMC. Oh, have you ever been to the Los Feliz Theater? Yes, and I'm jealous. I know that's where you went, right? Yeah. I knew Why it. didn't you go to that one? Because it's because closer. Because I pay for the monthly AMC thing, so technically... Why, do you... <laughs> Why are you paying for that? You don't go to movies that often. Well, you go to one movie a month and it pays for itself. A ticket's like $18 there. Yeah. Well, the Los Feliz Theater was 25 for two tickets. What? Yeah. Damn. Well, <laughs> I have always wanted to go there, and I knew the, the movie I wanted to see was playing there because they usually only have like two movies at a time. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really small. Yeah, so I never want to see a movie that's playing there, but this time I did. But I had to get my money's worth out of my AMC membership, so... I ended up going. The AMC is really nice sometimes because it's got the like reclining seats. Yeah, this this one didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> it was very comfy. <laughs> Regardless, was it spacious? It was spacious. Yes, mm. yes. And they have the um, freestyle drink machine, Ooh. and we always make a diet Mister Pib, Yummy. vanilla with strawberry. Oh, that sounds good. That's really good. That's fun. Yeah, this doesn't have anything fancy like that, but we did make a special concoction of popcorn. So you get the popcorn in the bag, but we asked for a a separate tray, Mm. pour the popcorn in there, and dump two bags of M&Ms. Oh. Yeah, and you get the melty M&Ms because the popcorn's warm, and it's all mixed up. That sounds good. It's delectable. That's, I did, I never did that before. Well, that's a, that's an option. Cool. <laughs> For next time. Um, what movie did you see? Poor things. That is what I saw also. Wow. I know. What a coincidence. I know. Um, what did you think of it? I really liked it. I so here's the thing. When I like in the beginning, my thought was, is this problematic? Because they use the R word and then I'm like, you know, there's that whole issue of people that don't have mental illnesses right. playing someone with yeah. mental illness that's exactly what i was thinking too in the beginning in the beginning but then i my mind changed yeah mine did too i kind of realized it's not that it was like, a different she's not situation mimicking any kind of disorder yeah it's literally yeah it's its, it's own so situation yeah like very yeah. <laughs> very specific <laughs> very <different. laughs> like thing um but i thought that too and I let the R word slip because it was of the time period. Yeah. But also they, the the funny thing is it's like a period piece, but not really because yeah, it's, it's so like modern. It's like modern. The way little. they cuss too is yeah. not like how they would talk back then, I don't think. And the way they're dressing, like mm-hmm. the way she dresses is really I interesting. I love her, her She wears like wardrobe. the short shorts and the short skirts, but then like the, the fluffy sleeves. Tops. I love the wardrobe. Yeah. It's so cute. I loved it. I would wear that. 
And yeah, the visuals were beautiful. Like we don't want to give anything away. Yeah. Because I went into it not really knowing what it was yeah, about. Yeah, same, same. And I had only seen like part of the I didn't even watch the whole trailer. Yeah, I didn't either. And I just I, I, I think, think I, I would only like saw it. the part of her like dancing. The dancing. Me part. too. And I, I was like, I don't really know what this is about. I do like Emma Stone though. But yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And or. she was naked a lot yeah that's that i thought was interesting because i don't think that she's done well i don't know i might just be speaking out of my ass but i don't think that she's really done nude scenes like that i didn't think they she like had show her either. bush spoiler which it might not even be real it could just yeah. be a merkin it could be yeah a so. merkin it probably was a merkin because then it covers her vajayjay yeah at the yeah. same time but I was surprised at how much nudity there was, yeah. especially from her. Yeah, as somebody who's such a big celebrity. Like, you don't see yeah. that. I wonder if either they paid her a ton of money or if she was like, I just... Well, I think it, it's an artistic film, so I feel like it yeah. does it tastefully, but it's also kind of grotesque in a way, It too. is, it is. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... I was sitting there, like, through the first half, like, this is the weirdest movie. It is super weird. I have seen in a long time. Have you ever seen Big Fish? I remember when it was like a, a movie, <laughs> like yeah, a thing. I don't know. I haven't seen it like since it. But came I think out. I saw that when I was like like in middle school. Yeah, I watched it in theaters during that time, and for some reason, it gives me the same feeling, Ooh. like the same kind of whimsical feeling. But I would have to watch it again to really confirm that. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Did you feel like it looked like Mid Journey? Mid Journey. Mid Journey, um, the AI oh uh, oh art app. I didn't think about that. No. Well, I thought the ship, especially yeah, with the a the lot green of smoke. like yeah, a lot of like the the background elements looked like they were created with AI. Well, they specifically Mid Journey. They might have. And the way that she talked sounded like AI. Yeah, that's true. Because it was like futuristic, but also the past. Yeah. It was a really interesting movie. I have not been that entertained in a long time. Yeah, too. Like I was. It very... was a long movie, but I was fully entertained. The I was. Whole time. Yeah, I didn't think like when is this over? I thought Mark Ruffalo's character was so good. He was hilarious. He was so funny. Like he everything about him. Play like a I bad know. guy too. So I know, and he. I mean, he's the Hulk. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just am used to him in that role. But oh, I'm used to him in Thirteen Going on Thirty. Oh, I forgot he was in that. That's just like what I remember him as. That's so like funny. The, the That's so like random. the love interest from Thirteen Going That's on so Thirty. So funny. Yeah. Well, I used to think he was so fine. Yeah. And he still is. He's, he's cute. He's a cutie. He's a cutie. But his character was so funny and he did it so well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like laughing so much at him. He had some character arches. He did. <laughs> <laughs> there was some growth. There was some decline. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just funny all around. My favorite part of the movie is just like the women empowerment yeah. part of it. It was cool because it, it felt like it was made for know. us. <laughs> yes. It was made, made for us. Me. But it felt like, you know, it looks like from their outfits, they're in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, there's some radical elements to yeah, it. Yeah, it makes me think it's like another dimension where, like, it is old, but it's also modern. Oh. I like that. I love it when they do that. Like Shrek. Yeah. But it, that's different. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <Like Shrek>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Well. 
Well, yeah, we watched that movie. It was a good movie. Highlight of the week. Yeah, um, I, I, I haven't actually stopped thinking about it since I saw it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it. fresh on my brain because I saw it last night. Oh, so there was also... Oh. Do I tell the... Yeah, so go there ahead. was, on our way back, we were walking... We No, we were scootering back on the Lime oh. scooters. And Langston stops and he's like, was that a fire? And there's like smoke coming from this building. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just... Just like some smoke, like chimney or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like ready to, <laughs> to <Let's> leave. keep going. <laughs> yeah. But Langston's like, no, no, I think it's a fire. And it's like a small apartment building, like two stories. Maybe it would have been like six units tops, mm-hmm. but it's abandoned and it like all the windows are boarded up. So like I don't really like visibly see any fire, but then we see this guy like run out. Oh, shit. And he's like, did you guys call the fire department? <laughs> and we're like, oh shit. And Langston's like, are you okay? And then I look up and there's like a, like a outdoor staircase leading up to the door. Mm-hmm. And in the doorway, you can see like flames, oh, okay. just like visibly lots of flames. And so the guy runs off. <laughs> uh, I call probably the cops. the one who started it. <laughs> I think 100% he was. Like, he had to be. 100%. And that's why he was running off, because he, well, It's abandoned. Like, what are you, you know? What else is He was cooking meth or something. (laughs) And apparently, this wasn't the first time that this place has caught fire. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the neighbors was saying it. And anyway, so I call the cops. Langston hops the fence, because it's a fence. He hops the fence and, like, goes up the stairs and goes and, like, calls out. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not able to, like, walk in, but he, like, look, like pops his head in yeah and, like, and then i'm like on the phone with with the operator or whatever and i just hear like a Pum! like a kind of like plat like oh. a, an explosion ah! and and i'm like lexi get the fuck down and he gets down and the police come and or the not fire, police the fire, fire department comes well and, yeah and i was actually um, sitting on the road when those firefighters came and i saw the trucks go by and they had there were so many and the, like the big big truck was there too and i was <laughs> i was like stop and i was like oh man this must be a big ass fire because there's a Dude. lot of these fire trucks and that's where they were going yes but i didn't know that until i talked to you and it was really crazy because the, the fire trucks came really really quickly but then i'm watching the flames just like get bigger and bigger and yeah. i'm like oh shit is it gonna like catch the the neighboring building on fire because it was getting that big it was like it was starting to come out of the windows that were boarded up and i was like oh my god and they got there so quickly but they were taking like four it felt like forever to like set up i was like firemen get with it (laughs) come on (laughs) oh my god yeah it got big i saw the video it was wild I think that might have been my first time doing a 911 call. Ooh. I was kind of nervous. I was like, hmm. I wasn't ready to like give the address. And I was like, hold on. I don't know what street we're on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like looking up the address on my phone. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm calling to report a fire. And she's like, what do you what do you see? And I'm like, um, I visibly see fire. <laughs> I, visibly... I don't know. She's like, where is the fire coming from? And I'm like, it's just visibly fire and smoke like in the building. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Just just bring the, the fire. Yeah, in. just get them here because <laughs> this shit's crazy. Well, I'm glad everyone was OK. And I'm glad the man cooking meth got away without dying. Yeah, I'm glad too. <laughs> I really hope there was nobody else in there, but I don't think he would have left them yeah. like Langston said he was like grabbing his stuff like he was kind of like moving slower than he should have mm. been mm-hmm. grabbing his stuff so I don't think there's anybody else in there we were talking we got we got a 
subject. We do. And it relates gonna... to family. Because January is family. <laughs> Today, we're talking about sibling order or birth order. And I'm Kirsten. I'm Allie. And you're listening to Thank You So Much. <laughs> So yeah, uh, sibling order, sibling, birth order. Sibling it's order a, theory. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody, it's kind of like a buzzword these days. Yeah, but it's a, real, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I think they there learn are, it in psychology. Yeah. I feel like I probably learned about it in psychology class in high school. I don't really remember, but yeah. I think I'm just interested in psychology, so I just know that like I'm, it's, it's bopping around. Mm-hmm. So it starts with this guy. What's his name? Old dude, Alfred. Old Alfred. Old Alfred Adler. <laughs> which, like, what a name. Alfred Adler. What a name. Yeah. So he was a psychotherapist in, he, he was born in 1870 to 1937. So he's kind of like the turn of the. Turn of the century. The century. Mm. Freud was one of his mentors. Mm-hmm. He was a colleague, but then he, he did a little offshoot from his theories mm-hmm. to make his own theories. His branch of psychology is called Adlerian psychotherapy. Adlerian psychotherapy. His theory claims that the order in which the child is born shapes their personality. That is what he believed. And his like whole thing is about he wanted to help people get along with their family and friends. He valued the role of cooperation and connectedness to the world around each person. So he's like really about community, basically. Okay, okay this is not related by... We like Alfred. Okay, tell tell us why. Because he was really into social inequality. We're like, you know, against it. He sees it as a disease that harms population, social inequality. Okay, that's true. He's right. He was like a big advocate for women's rights and children's and other marginalized groups. He was all for equal pay for women in the workplace. Hey, Alfred. And this is like 1870 to 1930. Like, he was ahead of his time. He's a white man? He looks white in the pictures. Okay. He's Austrian. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're white people. We, we love, like it. We love that. One one other fun fact that, that I have about him is that he coined the term inferiority complex. Oh, we love that. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. Alfred is our man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Alfred, we have a, another important person in this birth order theory mm-hmm. is Frank Soloway. I saw his name a lot. And he is still alive. He was born in the 1940s, I want to say. I think it's like 1947. So, so he's old. he's an old man. But he is still alive and he's an adjunct professor um, or visiting professor, I, just say, I should say, at Berkeley. He's a psychologist. Um, and he has this book called Born to Rebel mm. that he wrote in 1996. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> he knows us. <laughs> I was yes. born to rebel. <laughs> So he, you know, he believed in the the birth order theory, and he's done a lot of research studies. Like I've, I've seen. I haven't read them all, but yeah. I, I saw his name pop up a lot. So he's been doing research from the '90s until now. The, the last one I saw was 2017. Dang, he's still going. He's still going, but he likes to relate it all to the big five personality traits, which we discussed in our personality episode. Yeah, but what are they in case? agreeableness 
openness to experience. So you're like either high or low on mm. on the spectrum. Agreeableness, openness to experience, neuroticism, conscientiousness, and extroversion. I, I do want to say that with a lot of this, there's some inconsistent mm-hmm. evidence. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fit every single family. Yeah. Or yeah. every person. There's no, I think there's not enough like complete evidence to totally prove the theory but there are a lot of correlations. So in any case, he says that on the agreeable scale, firstborns are less agreeable. I'm a firstborn. Laterborns appear to be more agreeable than firstborns in the sense that they're more tender-minded, accommodating and altruistic. Oh, well. So that I would, would say be that's me. true for my brother. So <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Allie and I both have brothers. Mm-hmm. Allie has a younger brother by three years, right? Mm-hmm. And I have an older brother by three years. Mm-hmm. So similar but different. Yeah. So I have to say that at least that part is very true for me. So you think that your brother is more agreeable than you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about me and my brother. For that one specifically, inconclusive. <laughs> okay. Inconclusive data. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> It's fine. The next one is open to experience. Laterborns are more open to experience, it says. And I would agree with this. See, I wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> See, I'm the one I'm the one out of Indiana and so are you. You're yeah. out of you're out of your home state of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's like we both are the more open to experience. Yeah, because both like. of our siblings are still over in the, Yeah. In the homeland. In the homeland, yeah. <laughs> So it's true for me, not for you. Next is conscientious, which I know without even reading it myself, low on the conscientious factor. Mm, okay. Because I have ADHD. Like I'm not conscientious. I'm mm-hmm. not paying attention. That's one that's for certain. I, I think that my brother is less conscientious than I am. I will say that. Oh really? I think so. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he's a dude. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I mean, I don't know your brother that well. I met him once, but he's a nice guy. He's nice. So, yeah. So, this is saying that firstborns are more conscientious. So, okay. that, that rings true for both of our families. Yeah. Then we have neurotic, which I don't know if I'm neurotic. I feel like you might be. You think I'm neurotic? Yeah. Well, neurotic <laughs> could mean a lot of different things, I guess. No, but I think I'm neurotic. <laughs> just because you have a tendency towards, like, anxiety. I do, too, but, like, in a different kind of way. Yeah. What's it say? The older one It says one the is? firstborns are more neurotic okay, than laterborns. That's, later tr- that's 100% true for, for me. I think this is true for me, too. I'd like to get my brother on and, and see what he thinks. Yeah. But. And then the final one is extroverted. Firstborns tend to be more extroverted That's than true. laterborns. I don't know. I think like with me and my brother, it's been different in different times of our lives. I think in general, I'm more extroverted actually. So, But he was more popular in high school. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'm more extroverted, but my brother knows how to talk to people agreeableness yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know he's still he's still like extroverted but me being older in our hometown i was like going out first before Mm -hmm. him so now every time he goes places everyone's like hey you're Allie's brother and he's like i'm not Allie's brother i'm colin (laughs) i'm my own person yeah Yeah, i felt i felt that way in elementary school with my brother because i would have teachers after him 
your read sister. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, because we didn't, we were so far apart that in school it wasn't that prominent, I feel like. Same with me and my brother, because. We, we weren't that far. We were three three years apart, but. Yeah. Well, me like, and my brother were three years apart, but he got held back in first grade. So did my brother. Literally in first grade. Well, they both had dyslexia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really like we were four years apart because, Hmm. you know, he was younger than me. So, yeah, uh, that, I mean, that, that's basically Frank Soloway's, like, analysis of the, the big five personality theory as it relates to birth order. Then, you know, we can talk about, like, the general consensus of what people say birth order traits are. We break it up into four types. We have mm-hmm. like the first child, middle child, and then last child and only child. Only child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the oldest child, um, I'll take this one since yeah. I am the oldest child. <laughs> of course, if you're the firstborn, you have your parents all to yourself for a number of years. For me, it was three years. I don't, you probably don't remember. remember that, yeah. but, but still, I'm sure like as a little baby, I was like, I'm spoiled. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. They tend to dole more attention onto you because you're their first child. It's a big deal. They're really careful with you, like with safety and getting bumps and bruises. And I think that's true. I think my parents like babied me a little too much mm. when I was little because I would fall down and scrape my knee and then be like, I can't walk. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, carry me. I can't Although, walk. I think the gender, and, and this is something that I didn't look into as much, but I kind of like heard whisperings about is like gender definitely plays a role in that. Yeah, I actually and, got some info on that. Yeah. Like for me, being like the youngest girl and you being the oldest girl, I feel like it's different, but it's also like you were treated as a woman would be treated or yeah. as a little girl would be treated. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it says that your parents might expect a lot from you because you're the oldest. Um, they might be stricter with you, which is so true because I remember <laughs> my mom was so strict on me about everything, like what movies I can watch and, sh- and stuff like that, what music I can listen to. And then when my brother comes along, <laughs> I'm like, how, how come he's watching a PG-13 movie when he's seven? You know what I mean? I'm like, that's not like, fair. Well, you turned out fine. I know. Like, like, you didn't make, like, you made me wait until a certain year. And yeah. here you are, like, you don't care if, if he does it. So. Well, that's how I felt, too. But maybe I was just not paying attention. Well, I didn't know what it was like yeah. for my brother. Yeah. So. so my parents were definitely stricter with me than they were my younger sibling. And... Studies show if you're the eldest child, you tend to demonstrate leadership skills. Maybe you have a leadership role in the workplace. That's true. Uh, or you're rising to the top of your industry. And Girlfriend, that's you. That's me. And I think I am kind of a leader. Like Definitely you are. So yeah. that makes sense for, for me and my brother. Yeah, I think that for me it says the firstborn is a go-getter, responsible. I think you are. Like, despite your, your type B personality, you are, like, responsible and, like, you get shit done. Yeah, well, I mean, my work ethic, I think, is responsible yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because I was taught that. But, yeah, and going into, like, the genders, my brother was treated as the responsible one by my grandma. Huh. Like, he was the baby of all the cousins. Huh. But in my dynamic with him and her... He was treated as the one that, like, has his shit together because he went to college and stuff. And my grandma would always worry about me. And then one day my dad was like, you know what? I don't worry about Allie at all. 
I worry about Colin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not worried about Allie at all. And then Allie I, moved across the country. Yeah, like, like she's fine. And once I did that, I think my grandma like respected me a little bit yeah. more as a person who is responsible and can take care of herself. But she was always very much of the the thought like you need a man to protect you and live mm-hmm. with you and keep you safe and you know like she it's didn't very take, like old-fashioned beliefs yeah, about it. yeah she didn't take my career seriously as a hairstylist like it was very much I don't think she realizes how much money a hairstylist can yeah, make like yeah. you can make bank like yeah. if you're working for like high profile clients mm-hmm. like you can make a lot of money yeah even at like normal salons in LA yeah like maybe not other states it's not as lucrative but like yeah. here in LA basically can... any salon you're yeah. making some money. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was interesting when I was reading about gender roles because I did read that even if the boy is younger, sometimes he gets treated as like the man of the house yeah. and like yeah. the, the oldest almost in a way. And I don't think my parents treated us like that, but my grandma definitely did. Well, also just like seeing you and your brother, like your brother is bigger and taller and yeah. like more manly and just like looks, doesn't look older, but like. Like if you dominates had to get... a room more, yeah. In, like in that kind of like traditional gender role yeah. sense, yeah. But things. it's funny because I feel like verbally, I would dominate. The I room dominate more. the room yeah. more, and I tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm very much an older sister. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm very much an older sister. But that's true. That's you guys. But yeah, he's always looked older than me because of his beard. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. Yeah. I've always been small and. You know. Petite is a tiny little petite, petite girl. Petite. That's the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so the next is the middle child, which neither of us can relate to. Mm-hmm. But my partner is a middle child. So. My cousin, who's my sister, basically is a yeah. middle child. And we're very close. Yeah, so they always talk about like middle child Mills, syndrome. Yeah, middle t- child syndrome. And my cousin did have that like bad. Yeah, like the idea just that the middle child is often forgotten because the family was focused on the first child, you know, mm-hmm. when the first child came. Mm-hmm. Middle child comes and then baby, we're focused on baby. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of get thrown to the side yeah. a little bit. Their traits are supposed to be adaptable, social butterfly. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Langston, like social butterfly dreamer generous creative rebellious competitive Mm -hmm. funny that's all my cousin negotiator yeah so i think it definitely runs true for langston that makes sense for a middle child they have to be a little bit independent Mm -hmm. because they're not getting as much attention from their parents and and out of all the traits of oldest middle youngest the middle child is the one that makes the most sense to me. Like, I feel yeah. like every middle child, not every middle child, but I feel like that is such a strong trait. Like, mm-hmm. middle children, this is very true. But it's them. funny because they they get forgotten in the family, but they end up being stars. Like, they're, they're creative, they're competitive, they're funny, they're yeah. negotiators, you know. Yeah. And in the real world, they end up, and maybe it's because they had... They had to. They had to like, work harder. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have something that relates to that later, too. Is there anything else about middle? Well, I can go a little deeper with it. They're highly invested in getting on well with others. They have experience negotiating for what they need in the family. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the family expands and then they become an, an older sibling. Mm-hmm. 
and then their role changes yeah so like they go from like being the youngest to being an older sibling and yeah. so like they're adaptable to change mm-hmm. and, that makes yeah. sense that makes sense yeah well the next is the youngest child <laughs> that me and that's you so you can tell me if this is true but as the baby you tend to take one of two paths oh according to uh our friend alfred <laughs> the first path is a clear journey to success where you excel you become the go-to person in the family but you can also become avoidant if you don't have the drive to excel hmm. you might have freedoms that your older siblings did not have as your parents rules become more relaxed your parents can be more hands-off with you you're usually assured of your place in the family, and it can be very you can be very creative, rebellious, and outgoing. Yeah, I mean, I think like that's all true for me, and I think those two, those one of two ways, in in my thirty two years of life, have manifested in different times in my life. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see the the traits that I listed were risk taker, outgoing, dependent persistent fun loving charming easygoing free-spirited spoiled like <laughs> my family does describe me as free-spirited mm-hmm. i don't know that i'm spoiled it's spoiled is a weird word because like i think of you have to be rich but i think that i could be spoiled in, in a certain way mm-hmm. of knowing that i always have two places to fall back on mm-hmm. you know like my brother's older and i, I don't want to think that way but i think i do always in the back of my head i'm like Oh, like if shit hits the fan, if shit really hits the fan, like if my mom's not there, I have my brother, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that as like a a baby child. A, a baby child. <laughs> a baby girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for my brother, I, I mean, I already said that I feel like he had more freedom than I had, but I also got in trouble a lot. So and yeah. he learned from that and didn't get in trouble as much as I did. Me and my brother both got in trouble, not equally, but in different ways. We both got in trouble, actually. Mm. So I don't really know, like, who got in trouble more. My brother maybe got in trouble more, but it's also, like, Indiana as fuck. So, yeah. like, I think we were just fucked over, both of us, by the system of Indiana. <laughs> I think it's worse than West Virginia. I don't like, know. Like, Indiana is crazy. West Virginia is crazy. I don't know. I feel like West Virginia is, like, a little bit, like, more outlandish in the way that it's like against the law a little bit it's like we're we're in the Mm, we're in the hills like we're i see what you mean you know we're making moonshine yeah yeah Yeah. but i feel like indiana is like we're patriots like like we are christians and we're patriots and we live by the law and no smoking weed ever you go to jail for a long time (laughs) meanwhile hillbillies (laughs) are out there doing pills and <laughs> moonshine well the the meth capital of like of the country for sure was in indiana for a while and i don't know if it heroin. still is but we're the we're the heroin the heroin the capital. heroin state but of it the might world. it might be different now you know it know. might like I, i'm basing it off of the statistics that i knew like when i was in my 20s so yeah it's different now but um well now fentanyl's on the scene so <laughs> fentanyl i feel like is like changing everything yeah. and people are dying rapidly and it's out of control it made me stop doing drugs i'll tell you that yeah it made me want to like really test that shit i'm just kidding i test it (laughs) yeah 
I got like, fentanyl strips in my fucking medicine cabinet. Nice. And I don't even do drugs like that. But I'm like, I'm going to keep that shit in there in case. Yeah, no. If you're going to do drugs, kids. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Adults over 18. If you're going to do drugs, test that shit, please. Anywho. Anywho. Finally, we have... <laughs> so, yeah. You talked about the youngest children. The only children and i just have a, a bullet point list here okay um they say that they're mature loyal independent confident leader cautious so th- i feel like they're a lot like oldest um, oldest mm-hmm. yeah in personality traits and it makes sense because the oldest and it depends on the family but often was the only child for for some time uh-huh that's true yeah my partner is an only child uh-huh and i always no offense, only children out there, but I'm always like, oh, you can tell you're an only child. <laughs> Are they spoiled? No, no, they're not spoiled. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my bullet point is that as an only child, you're surrounded by adults since birth. Mm. So when you go to kindergarten, that's like the first time you socialize with other children. Mm. You know, obviously you're going to have like friends and stuff before that. But for the most part, you're surrounded by adults and you mimic their behavior and sometimes become like small people, as they say, like you're, you know, like. So you're like kind of like seemingly more mature at a young age. Yeah. Which is interesting because I used to always think only children were selfish and sheltered and like just different yeah you know well yeah that's like the the stigma stereotypes for them for sure they're not used to sharing they're not used to sharing clothes space parental attention like yeah and you know it's funny my partner all the time is like i'm glad i didn't have like a brother because we'd probably be competing all the time (laughs) and stuff (laughs) yeah but yeah but they say that they're very intelligent creative but also very stubborn and set in their ways, hmm. which I think that makes sense. Yeah, because they they well they never had to adjust to anybody else, so they were they probably always had their own room. Mm-hmm. Never had and to that's share. Not always true. It's not always true, and this is like yeah, because generalization. Maybe like they share with their parent, different. but yeah, and it's also yeah. like also the first part doesn't have to be true either. Like they could have had parents that like raised them with other kids like maybe their parents had like really close kids Mm -hmm. that they saw all the time my cousin's uh only child has been raised with all of his cousins so there's Mm -hmm. always kids around they're all you know he's he's always part of that some people raise an army yeah but i mean some kids they don't have for instance kadar doesn't have cousins because his mom's sister didn't have any kids oh yeah so he didn't like so it's just his just just like just them two like the mom and Mm -hmm. the the his mom's sister yeah how many cousins do you have seven first cousins okay i have five yeah seven first cousins four on my dad's side and three on my mom's side Hmm. i have five on my mom's side you were on my dad's because my dad was an only child oh okay yeah my dad was an only child but i don't know uh, yeah he seems like an only child 100 percent. kadar does no my dad oh. <laughs> <laughs> but kadar does too yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting yeah. so 
Now it's time for a break in the sequence. We'll be right back after this segment. After this segment. Get deep, 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 deep. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Deep, 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 deep. So we're gonna get deep. What was a moment in your life when you felt powerful? I think that having teaching a classroom of people feels powerful. Yeah, like having your own class. I think maybe that gave me some power. Feeling like I, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like being able to, and, and, you know, I would have like a regular class for several months and, and that felt powerful. Also, when I was doing girlfriends, felt powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you, I was bringing you were people powerful. into the, the room. Yeah, girl. I keep picking the same ones from last <laughs> time. Like, literally, like, these are the same ones that I got last time. Do you believe that social media is helping or ruining the world? <laughs> Damn. Um, I think it's both. I don't think it's helping the world. I think it's both because (laughs) (laughs) I think it's helping the world because we can easily stay in touch with people, Mm. uh, which brings us closer to people. We can learn things faster. We can see other people's experiences easier. Yeah. We can be introduced to different people's lives i'm thinking mainly tiktok (laughs) yeah honestly i'm thinking tiktok and like gaza Mm -hmm. because that shit is not on the news no we can see that shit like i think it's helping us in that way because the media we can't trust obviously Mm -hmm. um so we're getting this real-time information like live information from citizens from of the world like citizens just like of the world yeah so we can people see that what the fuck that don't going have on. any journalism like angle how else would they get their story out there yeah so i think it's really really helpful for that but i do think there's aspects of it that could be ruining the world because anything that happens people pull out their phone and record it yeah and if it's negative this stuff has always been happening but now we get a front seat show to it yeah and it's like showcase to the world it's showcase to the world yeah and i think that that's dangerous and i also think bullying like all the comments i can't imagine like for us growing up it was bad but i can't imagine what it's like for kids now yeah like Like being in middle school and having social media is insane like to me and my confidence would probably i don't even know like i don't know how kids deal with it these days it was already bad yeah but it's just we're so used to seeing these people who we compare ourselves to and for all we know it's photoshopped or for all we know it's a fake life like whatever they're showing us yeah. on social media is and not real can, like easily filter videos yeah. like that shit could be fake too yeah like. and the suicide rate has gone up since social media has gotten bigger and i think that that part of it like the nasty comments you see from people and that kind of thing and also just when people record everything and even the negative things and you see it all the time I feel like that has a negative impact on your mental health yeah like I opened Twitter the other day 
and I saw the word like I don't even want to tell you what I saw well <laughs> but it was in Gaza and yeah. it ruined my whole day because I yeah. was like fuck I did not want to see that mm-hmm. like I did not want to mm-hmm. see that and I'm glad I know about it so that's where like the other side comes in I'm glad I know what's going on but at the same time that one post that wasn't censored ruined my whole day day my yeah. mental health yeah. <laughs> like, yeah so I think it's it's bad for mental health in, in a lot of ways but I think it's also helpful in yeah a lot of ways. there's like a lot of tools for mental health on the on the internet yeah. too it's yeah. so hard to say it's so like, complex yeah you know there's so many layers but I do appreciate TikTok and the fact that you get to go into people's lives that you maybe otherwise would never see like yeah <clears throat> i think I like, about i like tiktok's like element of discovery because i feel like with instagram and, and most other social media you're only looking at what you're following and like what's based off of your following or like beautiful people yeah and on tiktok well, it's like true. yeah anyone can yeah. become famous famous on tiktok because of the content itself yeah, I mean it's not it's because low key creepy like how the al- algorithm does yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It like is how you get it, but it does like expose you to yeah. Like I'll get I'll get videos on my for you page with people with like less followers than me, and mm-hmm. I I have like no followers on like I don't know like mm-hmm. thirty followers. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be like somebody with like. 50 views or something and it's just like i'm looking at this girl in her room and i'm like yeah. wow i never would have met this person yeah like, like you get to see into so many different people's lives even like the videos with the down syndrome kids yeah that are so endearing and beautiful and you're like oh are you talking about that girl uh there's this influencer that it's a girl that's got a lesbian girl that's maybe our age and she has a down syndrome sister that she takes care of no but that's speaking of the sibling order but yeah that's the stuff i'm talking about like you get to get a little glimpse into other people's lives and you learn from it yeah yeah and then it's also there's funny stuff and informative stuff so i don't know it's really i think it's a really complex issue so that's the end of our break part of the episode welcome back welcome back (laughs) after our break so Allie and I both did case studies. Mm-hmm. Allie interviewed two of her coworkers. I interviewed my partner <laughs> very <laughs> briefly. Yeah, and for the most part, I think they fit with the theory of you know all the different levels of siblings. Yeah. Um. At least in my interview, they did. My one friend, she said that she's the youngest out of three sisters. Okay. And she felt like she got less attention growing up. Um, She was definitely way more rebellious, more avoidant, which is what uh, it says about about them. Yeah. Her middle sister was very rebellious and competitive, which is very similar. That's what they say, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the oldest um, is in a leadership role. She got all the attention. Um, and my friend basically said like all of the description for the oldest child matches her sister. Um, yeah. And then my other friend, she has three kids of her own, but she's Mm -hmm. also one of four. So her 
I was t- I was like, maybe, you know, your kids are too young to even like determine s- determine yeah. yet. And she was like, no. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> how old are they? The so I can't remember. I know one of them. The youngest, I think, is two. The middle is like five, yeah, maybe yeah. six. That's old enough to like yeah. make some kind of guess, And then yeah. the oldest is nine or oh. ten, maybe eleven. I don't know. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. But she was saying how her oldest is way more anxious than huh. the rest. Huh. She's really caring. She's definitely a leader. Her middle child is more of a, re- a rebel. And it was interesting when you were describing the middle child you said that like they have to fend for themselves kind of and they have to like Yeah, basically. yeah. Well yeah, yeah. It's basically because because they're in between like the first child got all the attention and then and then they start to have to like take care of the younger child yeah. and then they there's nobody to take care of them, basically is yeah. the thing. And she was saying how the middle child of hers has to fend for himself and the youngest is in quotes. I'm quoting her. Mm-hmm. A little shit that doesn't have a care in the world. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah. 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 I thought that was interesting because as you were saying stuff, I was like, oh, that's what that's what she said. Mm-hmm. You know, she also says she's one. She's the youngest out of four and she got it super easy. Her older sister, her, the oldest sister had major anxiety, which mm-hmm. they say about the older kid. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, that's yeah, true I for think me. my brother does, too. Yeah. yeah. And she opted not to have kids because she raised all the other kids. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. The middle sister has completely separated herself from... The family? The family, because huh. nobody loves her. <laughs> that's Aww. what she said. The youngest, or the third youngest, her brother, is the worst of them all because he was the only boy. He got babied and felt privileged and everything mm. but that kind of brings us to like the cultural aspect with the genders yeah and stuff. with gender roles it definitely changes it yeah and I asked her about that and he said she said yeah they he definitely had priority over them being the boy so he kind of did get treated as the older one even though he wasn't yeah and she just said he's he's the worst <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was that was interesting yeah that is also yeah the gender part of it too it's like having well you you had a younger brother but Mm -hmm. like in in her case he was the younger only boy out of four Mm -hmm. but not the youngest right so so it's different he's like kind of in the middle but he's also the only boy so that puts him in a different type of yeah realm category yeah yeah for sure it's like society and then also how your family treats them and Mm -hmm. Every family is different mm-hmm. with gender, especially. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was reading that yeah. um, it it also depends on the the age difference. Like anything, three years apart and younger, it's like one way. And then if you're more than three years apart, it like has a whole different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, like even four years, five years, like really can. Mm-hmm. But you and your brother, like, as far as year-wise, like, actual year-wise, how, ma- how many is it? We're, like, three almost exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, same He's, with His birthday's two weeks after mine. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so you're really, really close. Are mm-hmm. you the same <laughs> star sign? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, okay. on, I'm on the cusp of an Aries, and he is an Aries. Oh, okay. I'm a Pisces, through and through. Cusp isn't real. I know, but 
Just to let you know how close I was to being an Aries. But I'm not. I'm a Pisces through and through. I hope you guys like that. Let us know if you agree with what we talked about with Mm -hmm. the sibling order. Do you feel like you and your siblings meet those dynamics? Mm -hmm. Do they not? Is it all bullshit? Is there something real to it? What do you think? I also want to hear if like it's completely wrong. I want to hear from you. Yeah. If yes. it's like, if you're like, no, no I'm the youngest and no I'm way. the one with anxiety or I'm the one who da 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 da. We like, want to hear from you. We do. We always want to hear from you. Our valued listeners. For me, like, I really resonated with it. Me too. Who knows? Somebody out there? It's just a theory. Yeah. It is, it is just a theory. And they're like, again, there's a lot, a lot of different studies on it but there's not enough evidence on like each one mm-hmm. to be like yes this is true and it's hard to yes, nail down personality traits i feel like right well it's nature people are nurture. very very complex exactly so no one really fits into a box yeah so especially us especially us we are so out <laughs> of the box unique. and unique out of the box girly we pops are, yeah we're yeah. not two basic. girls and a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever listened to two cool, quirky girls in a podcast? Bet you haven't. Yeah, and here we are for you. Here we are. <laughs> so that was today's episode. Next Stay tuned week, for next week. Yeah, I think next week is the the week that we actually have to uh, edit the Shit. episode with your brother, which is good timing because we're, we've been talking about your brother this week. So. Yeah, and yeah, it'll be fun. Stay tuned for that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And they's gays and girlies. The girls, the gays, the they's, and I guess the he hims. And the gentle people. All of you. All of the people that exist. Thank you for joining us this week and stay tuned for next week. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.